0: This is Made in Montana News from the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Republican Governor Greg Gianforte said Tuesday that the state of Montana will not continue the federal unemployment program that gives people extra weekly unemployment benefits. Unemployed workers in the state will no longer receive $300 in weekly extra benefits funded by the federal government after June 27. Montana unemployment recipients can get up to five hundred and ten dollars weekly from the state's program, meaning people who receive that amount were getting eight hundred and ten dollars weekly because of the federal boost. Instead, the state will launch a new program to give bonuses to unemployed workers who return to work. Quote, Montana is open for business again, but I hear from too many employers that throughout our state they can't find work. Nearly every sector in the economy faces a labor shortage, Gianforte said in a statement. He said the extra federal unemployment benefits are doing more harm than good, echoing comments by some that the extra payments have served as an incentive for people to stay home, collect money, and not get work. Under the new Montana plan, Workers currently receiving unemployment benefits can qualify for a one-time $1,200 bonus after they have completed four weeks in their new jobs. The governor approved $15 million in funding for those incentives from federal coronavirus relief funding allocated to the state. There are about 25,000 people currently filing unemployment Claims for payments in the state, according to the Montana Department of Labor. The department also estimates there are 14,000 job openings in the state. The state's unemployment level dropped to 3.8% last month, reaching pre pandemic jobless levels. The new program will run through October and has funding to give bonuses to as many as 12,500 workers. The bonuses will be distributed on a first-come, first-served basis. Workers who leave their new jobs after receiving the bonus would not qualify for unemployment benefits. In addition to ending participation in the increased unemployment payments, the state will also require unemployed people seeking benefits to actively seek work to qualify starting at the end of June, a requirement that was waived at the onset of the pandemic. A 13-week limit on the duration of eligibility for unemployment benefits that was waived during the pandemic will be reinstated. Self-employed workers and independent contractors who were eligible for benefits under the program will no longer qualify for Montana unemployment payments. Governor Greg Gianforte on Monday signed two laws nullifying portions of the coal strip ownership and operation agreement, the private contract that has governed coal strip power plant operations, for 40 years. Senate Bill 266 empowers Montana's Attorney General to order maintenance at the plant and issue fines of $100,000 a day to each coal strip owner who doesn't comply. Senate Bill 265 forces all contract disputes to be settled in Montana instead of Spokane, Washington, where arbitration has taken place since the creation of Coal Strip Units 3 and 4. Gianforte described the new laws as retaliation against Washington State clean energy laws that have imposed a ban on coal power. That ban begins in 2026. Quote, Affordable power generated in Coalstrip helped build Seattle's big tech economy, but now woke, overzealous regulators in Washington state are punishing the people of Coalstrip with their anti-coal agenda, Forty said. However, it wasn't regulators who imposed the 2025 coal power ban. The 2019 Washington legislature passed the Clean Energy Transformation Act, which was then signed into law by Governor Jay Inslee. The state's utilities are required to transition to entirely non-carbon-emitting energy resources by 2045. One of the first steps is an end to providing Washington customers with coal power by December 31st of 2025. With no Washington uses For coal power beyond five years and a similar Oregon ban on coal power beginning in 2030, coal strips utility owners with customers in those states are questioning the repairs at the plant. The owners don't want to spend money on repairs that aren't necessary to keep the plant running beyond 2025. The contract provision Montana's government wants to end is that maintenance decisions at the power plant are decided by a majority vote of owners. Out-of-state owners, Puget Sound Energy, Avista Corp., Portland General Electric, and Pacific Corp. own 70% of the plant. The bills will almost certainly face court tests. Government meddling in private business contracts violates both the Tenth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution and the Montana Constitution, which says, quote, no law impairing the obligation of contracts shall be passed by the legislature. The Montana Republican Party has continued its attacks on the judicial system, saying in a mailer that the Montana Supreme Court needs to be investigated for questionable activities related to lobbying and its release of documents. Montana Supreme Court Justice Mike McGrath sent a letter Friday to Republican leaders of a committee investigating the judiciary, saying neither the high court nor the judiciary had violated any rules or laws regarding lobbying or email procedures. A state district judge has been named to replace McGrath on a key case before the Supreme Court, deciding the constitutionality of a new law, giving Republican Governor Greg Gianforte broader power to fill state judicial vacancies. District Judge Matthew Wall of Hardin will join the other six Supreme Court justices in deciding the case. McGrath recused himself in late March because he had lobbied against the new law. The court will decide the constitutionality of Senate Bill 140, which was signed into law by Governor Gianforte in mid-March. The law eliminated the 50-year-old commission that screened candidates for appointments to fill vacancies on the Supreme Court and state district courts and lets Gianforte appoint new judges directly. Republicans said the change was needed to allow Gianforte and conservatives more control over appointing judges. The Montana Judges Association opposed the law, which was immediately challenged as unconstitutional in a petition directly to the Montana Supreme Court. Republicans have claimed that the court and judiciary are prejudiced against the new law, They've sought and acquired internal court emails to attempt to prove that allegation. They've also created a special legislative committee to investigate the courts, approved $285,000 to fund the committee and created a special counsel that will staff the committee and have broad investigative powers. The state Republican Mailer says, quote, the Montana Supreme Court must be investigated. It suggests the court is hiding something and says the court has blocked access to public documents used, quote, taxpayer resources to lobby against bills it doesn't like and violated the judicial code of conduct. A party spokesman did not respond to questions for details on those allegations. Spencer Merwin, the party's executive director, also declined to say how much the party spent on the mailer or how many copies went out. Montana Democrats have denounced the GOP efforts as an attempt to smear the reputation of the judiciary, which will likely be asked to rule on the constitutionality of several bills passed by the GOP-led 2021 legislature. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court says a final brief is due May 11th in the case, challenging the constitutionality of SB 140, from those who filed the lawsuit. The lawsuit challenging the law was filed by three former state and tribal officials, a delegate to the 1972 State Constitutional Convention and the Montana League of Women Voters. The court will also rule on the legality of subpoenas issued by the legislature that seek a broad array of internal communication documents from the Supreme Court. All seven Supreme Court justices did appear before the Special Joint Selection Committee on Judicial Transparency and Accountability on April 19th in response to subpoena issued by that panel the previous week. They answered some questions, but said they will not comment on issues before the court. The panel's Republican chair and vice chair, Senator Greg Hertz of Polson and Representative Sue Vinton of Billings, followed up that meeting with a list of questions about the court's lobbying efforts, the actions of the court administrator, Beth McLaughlin, and court email policies. McGrath addressed the questions in a two-page reply last week. He noted that Supreme Court justices, state district judges, and other judges are elected officials who, by law, are excluded from lobbyist regulations. It has long been the accepted practice that state and local elected officials and respective staff members talk to legislatures to support or oppose legislation while acting in their official capacities. Quote, Justices make a sincere effort to refrain from involvement in or discussion of matters before the legislature. He also said McLaughlin's coordination of the testimony by judicial staff and judges before legislative committees is not lobbying because she has no personal contact with legislators. Finally, McGrath says it's not a violation of state email policy for members of the judicial branch to be discussing lobbying efforts on bills affecting the judiciary. Montana Governor Greg Gianforte is accepting applications and nominations for a district court vacancy judge in Cascade County under that new law that he signed to eliminate the Judicial Nominating Commission and allow him to fill judicial vacancies between elections directly by himself. The position is open after the Senate refused to confirm former Democratic Governor Steve Bullock's nominee Michelle Reinhard Levine. She had been in the post since November. The application is available electronically at www.nominatejudges.mt.gov slash vacancies. Applications must be submitted electronically and via hard copy by June 1st. From June 1st to June 30th, the public will have the opportunity to provide letters of support or other comments on the applications at the same website. Applicants must receive at least three letters of support to be considered for appointment. The new judge will be named in July. That person will have to run for election in the 2022 election. Montana health officials have added 232 new cases of COVID-19 on Tuesday, and the virus has killed three more. The deaths reported Tuesday by the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services brought the statewide death toll due to the pandemic to 1,577. The number of confirmed active cases in Montana rose for the third day in a row to 1,165 cases. The number of Montanans currently hospitalized because of COVID-19 is now 62, up from 59 on Monday. The virus has hospitalized more than 5,000 residents since the start of the pandemic. Montana healthcare workers have administered just under 724,000 doses of COVID-19 vaccines. As of Tuesday, 333,200 Montanans were considered fully immunized. With the new cases added Tuesday, the cumulative number of Montana residents who have tested positive for COVID-19 reached 109,300. Of those who have tested positive, 106,500 have recovered. If you need to hear this report again, Please check our websites on the KGRTDB db or Treasure State Radio web pages. The podcast has listeners in 33 states and provinces and now 21 countries on six continents. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMRDB in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.